thing to have someone die in his office. At home, that's a different story. In the privacy of their own homes, in the middle of the night, in their own beds. With a ruptured liver, they usually don't even make it to the phone. The ambulance would get there too late anyway. My patients file into my practice at twenty-minute intervals. The office is on the ground floor of my home. They come in on crutches and in wheelchairs. Some of them are too fat, others are short of breath. They are, in any case, no longer able to climb stairs. One flight of stairs would kill them for sure. Others only imagine it would, that their final hour would sound on the first step. Most of the patients are like that. Most of them have nothing wrong with them. They moan and groan, make noises that would make you think they found death staring them in the face every moment of the day. They sink into the chair across from my desk with a sigh. But there's nothing wrong with them. I let them reel off their complaints. It hurts here and here. Sometimes it spasms down to here. I do my best to act interested. Meanwhile, I doodle on a scrap of paper. I ask them to get up, to follow me to the examination room. Occasionally I'll ask someone to undress behind the screen, but most of the time I don't. Human bodies are horrible enough as it is, even with their clothes on. I don't want to see them, those parts where the sun never shines. Not the folds of fat in which it is always too warm and the bacteria have free reign. Not the fungal growths and infections between the toes, beneath the nails. Not the fingers that scratch here, the fingers that rub there until it starts to bleed. Here, doctor, here's where it itches really bad. No, I don't want to see. I pretend to look, but I'm thinking about something else. About a roller coaster in an amusement park. The car at the front has a green dragon's head mounted on it. The people throw their hands in the air and scream their lungs out. From the corner of my eye I see moist tufts of pubic hair, or red, infected, bald spots where no hair will ever grow again. And I think about a plane exploding in the air. The passengers still belted to their seats as they begin a mile-long tumble into eternity. It's cold. The air is thin. Far below the ocean awaits. It burns when I pee, doctor, like there are needles coming out. A train explodes just before it enters the station. The space shuttle Columbia shatters into millions of little pieces. The second jet slams into the South Tower. It burns here, Doctor. Here. You can get dressed now, I say. I've seen enough. I'll write you a prescription. Some of the patients can barely conceal their disappointment. A prescription? They stand there for a few seconds staring blankly, their underwear down around their knees. They took a morning off from work, and now they want value for their money, even if that money has actually been coughed up by the community of the healthy. They want the doctor to poke at them at least. They want him to pull on his rubber gloves and take something, some body part, between his knowing fingers, for him to stick at least one finger into something. They want to be examined. They aren't content only with his years of experience, his clinical gaze that registers at a single glance what's wrong with a person, because he's seen it all one hundred thousand times before. 
because experience tells him that there's no need on occasion 100,001 to suddenly pull the rubber gloves on. Sometimes, though, there's no getting around it. Sometimes you have to get in there, usually with one or two fingers, sometimes with your whole hand. I pull on my rubber gloves. If you would just roll onto your side. For the patient, this is the point of no return. Finally, he is being taken seriously. He is about to receive an internal examination. But his gaze is no longer fixed on my face. All he can look at now are my hands. My hands as they pull on the rubber gloves. He wonders why he ever let things get this far. Whether this is really what he wants. Before putting on the gloves, I wash my hands. The sink is across from the exam table, so I stand with my back to him as I soap up. I take my time.